All right, everybody. Welcome to episode nine of the Game Junction Podcast. With our special guest, uh, Rob Man. Let's go. Hello. There he is. Hey, you different guy. everybody. D- different location. Everybody screens. <laughs> <laughs> Keep pointing, and eventually you'll get to me. I'm sure. I'm yeah, somebody. It's somebody is somebody anywhere. <laughs> He's like God. He's everywhere. Whoa, right. Don't hype this at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's a doughy dude from Canada, very unlike God. <laughs> we love our Canadians in here. I heard that God was from Canada though, but I think that was a sermon that I was at in Canada. Yeah, that so. makes sense. I know Santa is because the wild, North Pole dude. is technically Canadian sovereign territory, so Santa is one of ours. Why he wears red and white, and he's very generous, and everyone loves him. Yeah, it fits perfectly with the whole Canadian aesthetic. It makes sense. Sure. All right. Before we get into the uh, to the meat of everything, uh, there's some new some new news. Trying to get everybody's opinion on. Uh, what did y'all think of the new uh, the trailer for the Mario movie? Got a pen. I I loved it. Um, I was dreading it, but I loved it. And the only thing that I didn't like was, and I, I've said it to other people, and they're like, "Really? Uh, I I just I did the second I heard Bowser, I go, oh God, it's Jack Black." No, I like Jack Black. No, let me rephrase that. I used to like Jack Black before he started looking like a backwoodsman who was like, you know, you know, uh, go look looking like he was going crazy or something. Oh yeah. But, but you're talking about Rob, man. Cover up my beard here. No, 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 it's no, no. Beard. Jack Black. Jack Black has this thing going out to here now, and oh, he, goals, he, yeah, he no. <laughs> no, it, it, it it's bad, and 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 because of COVID and everything, he's even said he gained a lot of weight, and he has yeah. he's packed it on. Everybody did. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> I packed on a couple pounds, but it's dude, real- I mean, I he, I think he packed on at least six or seven hundred pounds. That aside, six, I'm going. I, I'm, I'm going six or seven hundred. That yeah. I don't know if it's that what? much. Okay, I, I exaggerate a little. Three or four hundred. Just trying to fit That's in that Bowser like, rule. I like Jack, but it, it looked. It looked really fun. Um, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I um, I think for me, I, I, I loved it. I've watched it like five or six times. I think the only thing that struck me, like a lot of people, Chris Pratt's voice is Mario. But, I mean, he even said in an interview, he said he tried all these different voices. The voice is the best. It's Chris Pratt. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it's cool. It's something different. I don't know if Trump like a movie for Mario might have been. You're, you're cutting out. Am I? Yep. Yeah, just a little bit. Damn you, PS5 headset. <laughs> right. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Yeah, okay. I don't know. But uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, the voice was what everybody was you know, saying stuff about. The voice. It's just different, I think. I think it can grow on us. You know, I got to right. hear I gotta hear more lines. We didn't hear enough. Yeah, just a short little trailer pretty much. Yeah, it, I had the same feeling. Like, I actually, interestingly, Jack Black, I appreciate the fact that at least he's trying to do the growly Bowser voice. Sure. Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, I was like, again, he's trying to sound like the characters in the games and, and the cartoons. Awesome. But Chris Pratt, I love him. Don't get me wrong. Like, I personally, I don't listen to all of the rumor mills and bullshit. Um, if he's in a movie, it's because he's an actor and they've chosen him for that role. That's fine. But he just doesn't Mario for me. And I personally feel that Charles Martinet, and maybe because I've dreamed of being a voice actor my entire life, I feel it's a bit of a slap in the face for him because he made that character voice Mario. 
That's right. his. That's his voice. That's it's his characters. Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi. That's him, man. So I mean, have the respect to use that voice for the character. Like I know it's they want the like, Hollywood curb appeal, but but it, it's not. It's not like he's dead. They could use him, and now yeah. even if he was dead, they could still use him. Yeah, exactly. Like he's. You know, but it just when you see Mario, the first thing you want to hear is, "Oh, thank you very much for the playing on my game." Not Star Lord, because it's Star Lord. I'm sorry, Chris Pratt sounds like either Star Lord or the guy from Jurassic Park. That's what I always picture. You know, or Andy you, Dwyer. You, yeah, you bring up you bring up a good point because when you hear Rocket, you don't hear. Um. Oh God, his name just went out of my head. Oh, um, um Brad. Bradley Cooper, Bradley, yeah, Cooper, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you you don't hear him. You you hear Rocket. Yes. You know, so yeah, you know, maybe he could have maybe he could have Marioed it up a little bit. However, even an Italian accent. I mean, come on, man, a Brooklyn plumber that sounds like Star Lord. But That's we weird, do, yeah. We don't want to end up with what the situation they had with the Dark Knight Rises, where they're like, okay, there's 15 different. Are we gonna try out? So yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I'm sure we hear more like a more in depth uh, trailer. It's only a little bit longer than than like a line or two. Maybe. Oh yeah, we need a second trailer to really. I, I might even have been okay yeah. with Robert De Niro as Mario. I guess the one concern that I've seen from some people commenting online is that if you have the original, because he's pretty much just kind of doing like a handful of like Mario sounds, not actually like. Talking Mario, he's not actually sat down right. and talked Mario for Mario for like paragraph or paragraph. So some people are like, well, maybe we're used to hearing like these words Yahoo or stuff from Mario, but we not actually heard him like say full lines. So it's like, eh, maybe it wouldn't have worked out. I mean, but it they is. They could have given is. him a chance. I mean, if it would have been, I mean, maybe they that. did in the audition. And they just decided they didn't. They didn't like it or didn't work. I. That's behind the scenes stuff that we're probably just never going to know, or at least not know yeah. immediately. Well, considering that it's a movie where they're using the voice anyway, and you know, not not bashing Chris Pratt, but you are going for a specific voice. So if it didn't work out, they could have said, you know, Chris, you know, it's not going to work. You know, we're going to Marty McFly you, send you on your way, and we're going to somebody else come in. Um, I think half, you know, uh, just because I think half of it is because they're taking this probably like a to Nintendo. This might might have been a risk that like they're putting a lot of money. So let's use big name actors that will guarantee people come and watch the movie regardless that aren't going to be nitpicking it kind of like we might be. So it, it's you see a lot of that with the with big like especially like some anime like the Ghibli movies. You always see big Hollywood names of like your standard voice actors because yeah. they're try, it feels like they're trying to draw people in to come watch the movie with with like big names. So it's probably more I, about marketing. It's probably half marketing if anything else. That raises an interesting conundrum that a lot of game companies don't think of in my opinion okay the only reason you're able to make this movie is because of the popularity of the game that was created by the gamers that love it so to take away from that by trying to mass market appeal this motherfucker pardon my swearing by throwing hollywood talent into the roles that don't fit what the core audience that made it possible for you to make this want is a slap in the face to those that are the reason it's popular while trying to appeal to people who more than likely wouldn't even give a crap either way. Yeah, and I, I saw but something... Again, it's workshopped by a bunch of these um, committees and, yeah. and focus groups who want to mass market it. So yeah. I, I kind of... It, it brings up another thing, because I, I was watching the videos like, 
like for like the Super Bowl, like why is a halftime show always some pop that like Super Bowl fans, usually football fans don't like or hate? It's because I guess the idea is, well, these Mario fans, people of video games, they're already going to show up for it, whatever we put out. So now we'll try to market to people who might not necessarily have come out and seen it. So they're kind of like, we'll, we'll go for this broad appeal because the people that are going to complain about it, most of them are still more than likely going to come watch the movie anyways. They're just going to kind of gripe uh, about it. That's the secret, though, more than likely. Yeah. You, you screw it up enough, they won't. Look what happened with Sonic. Yeah, and now uh, yeah. which is brings up another whole thing. But oh, so no, with Sonic, if they had stuck with that original design, original oh Sonic fans would not have come. Yeah, but but at the same time, that's Nintendo versus Sega. <clears throat> Sega, someone makes a Sonic game, they go, "This is amazing." Here's a job. Yeah. Nintendo, someone makes another Metroid Two remake, which is shut it down. You don't sue your eyeballs. Yeah. Shut it down. We're going to sue you. You owe us money. You can't release this. And then they make their own shittier yeah. version and go, "Look how great we are." But Nintendo like, is very like they're very protective of their their big IPs, especially and their property. So they're, yeah, I, it feels like Nintendo definitely doesn't want this to flop. So they're like, we'll throw a lot of money at it to hopefully make a good product. I just feel like Nintendo compared to Sega is super protective of their IP. They don't want it. They don't want it to flop because it just looks Ooh. bad on them. I think Sega is very protective of their IP. I think they're also just smart enough to know that there are fans passionate enough to make a better product than you could because of how obsessed with your series they yeah. are. I guess the worst yeah, thing that the worst thing that Nintendo could have done was make this like a full live action. At least they kept it animated, and it kind of looks uh, like Mario. They already did that once. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's like we're never world. doing this again. I, I shared a post about that. Yeah, so this well, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I can take it a step further. Um, you know, look what happened to Sonic, but look what happened to the Resident Evil television show. It was so bad, it was so woke that people rejected it, and they've already canceled it. So talk about dead on the water. Now let's 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 unpack this, if I may. Sure. Did they ever at any point state that this was supposed to be the same can- canon game world that the game is in? I don't know. No, they didn't. However, we are already in pop culture very familiar with the idea of a multiverse. Yeah. Okay. Now Toby Maguire is not Tom Holland. Neither is Andrew Garfield. Yet all three are accepted as Spider-Man. So why can we not accept Lance Reddick as a form of Wesker in an AU? Which is what that entire series, that that Netflix show, which I've watched most of and personally enjoyed, it's an AU. I'm not expecting this to be the Albert Wesker that was at Raccoon Headquarters with the incident in the woods and all of that. Not at all. Right, right. So I can accept it for that and put that aside because I know if they're like, when they made Resident Evil the movie with Mila Jovovich, they were trying to say that was the game world. And quite Absolutely frankly, was. that was garbage. I'm so oh, yeah. sorry, but I hate that Ass movie. Yeah, and if the... Paul W.S. Anderson doesn't back away from the video game properties real soon, he's going to get a visit from my boot in his back door. But like, <laughs> you know, but he tried to say that was that game world, whereas the series, they didn't. All they said was we are making a Resident Evil series. And there's a lot of pushback against what people see as a woke agenda. Unfortunately, now, anytime they cast anybody that is a person of color, people are going to scream woke. And I, it sucks. I think it's a like, bigger... There are certain certain points where it is understandable that it shouldn't... Like, if you're doing a movie set in Russia about Russian things that were back in World War II, okay, your cast is going to be a bunch of white Russian dudes. Exactly. But I, if you're making a fantasy series, come on, guys. Well, that's, that's, a, that's completely different, because last week, yeah. when, uh, on our, our last um, podcast, I, I was sitting right there, and, and these guys... I mean, I was just 
looking something up and I saw an IMDb that they had the uh, interview at the vampire show that was going to be on. Yeah. yeah. And I, and my mouth was like, I dropped my mouth dropped. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is cool. And the only thing that would have made me stop and say, Nope, not watching it is if Lestat would have been the black guy, but it's Louie. Who's the black guy. And I'm okay with that. Because, and that's what, you know, he was not part of the aristocracy in France, stuff like that like Lestat was. So it's yeah. not, you know, it makes yeah. sense, you know, but like what they, uh, when a uh, BBC did, did Anne Boleyn and they had it with a black, a black actress. And I'm sitting there going, okay, Anne Boleyn was a white woman in history. So, and it's not a fantasy. It's, yeah. you know, they're, they're basing it as truth. And I'm like, okay, she might be a wonderful actress, great person and all that stuff. But yeah, you know, that's like, I said, I said this once and I'll say it again, just like with Dr. Who. If they started back in 1960, I told my wife this, they started back in 1963 and the doctor could have changed from a white, white dude to a black guy to a, to a Asian woman, et cetera, et cetera. And, and with the, you know, the colors of Benetton, I'd be fine with it. But for over 50 years, he just changed from a, a white guy to a white guy to a white guy. But, you know, if, you know, of course he's a time Lord, he's from a different planet. But now it's like, okay, well, let's make it a woman. Okay, for no reason, we're just going to make it a woman. Now it's going to be, you know, uh, Shooty, whatever his name is. And he looks like he's a great actor. I've never seen him in anything. And I'm willing to see what he's got, especially since Russell T. Davies has it back. However, you have to have a reason behind it. Now, I could easily write the reason, but just like you said, if it's fantasy, that's one thing, and it has to make sense. But once I once I saw that Louie was being played by this other actor, I was like, I'm in. Sign me up. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say like a lot of the it feels like some of it is kind of like they're supplementing bad writing with kind of like some forced political message because it, it, yeah. you can do it like more subtly and it, and it works. But it's too overhanded on top of a lot of these shows, especially like the, the newest uh, uh Doctor Who. I don't think she's a bad the, the the female doctor. She's not a bad actor, but she's suffering what it feels like from just bad writing. No, 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 like no. She's, su- she's suffering from a lot. Number one, I don't think it's. Do her, I don't think she's no, it, she's not the issue. It's the yes. It starts she, at the writers' she's, room. She's part. She's part of the issue. She's part of the issue. Um, yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's definitely the writers' room. It's the BBC. And we're and we're not going to take this whole episode down the Doctor Who yeah. rabbit hole because no, I no. have a tar- I have a TARDIS. Okay, I built one. <laughs> the, You're talking the to the counter point I'll make here. towards Doctor Who becoming a lady is this: uh, in the David Tennant run, the Master was a lady. Now, yeah, and well, that was established before Doctor Who turned into. Now, that's why on. I'm just saying it. It feels just more like bad writing is the the base issue, and then there's, yes. it's just oh, stacked boy. on with a bunch of other go. things that are like just cause it to fail. I'm out of this one. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna paint this out for you. When I saw that Missy, the master, had become the master, number one, Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, she to me she's the best master since Anthony Ainley, second master. Yeah. But she actually said, for those who can afford the upgrade. Now I'm gonna go down the I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole with the lore. She could have easily stolen an elixir from the uh, the sisters of Karn and become a woman. Or done like the master always has done, stolen a body when she's a, when he or she is about to die. The doctor's yeah. never stolen a body. However, if Missy, who was in, in the doctor's presence when he was dying, would have would have slipped him something and said, you know, and, and, and we don't know about, 
you know, slip, slip, uh, slip the doctor some elixir from the sisters of Karn. Now she's going to be a, now the doctor will be a woman. It would make sense. So I, I'm, I'm all for something that makes sense. Yeah. But if did they blatantly state how the master became a lady? No, she didn't. No, they didn't. They just well, said they no. didn't blatantly state how the doctor became one either. Therefore fair game. Exactly. But the unfortunate thing is they did pick the wrong part. I think that it, it and, and Mark is right. And that's, it, 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 it is half and that's fair. Right. If the actor isn't fulfilling the role properly, the actor isn't fulfilling the role properly. Yeah. And yeah. And she didn't even do her homework. She even said, I didn't do my homework. And she insulted fans left and right. But that's not that's just like a cherry on the top of that point. That's not the, the she could yeah. know nothing and the writers can still write a good story and it can yeah. still be like a mediocre mid-level actor I, to play in the doctor. I, I, I will slide a little bit into the middle on this one in that. Let's, I mean, if you're going to join a franchise like, you know, if you're going to enjoy, yeah. I don't know, join the, the librarians. Yeah. Nobody's heard of it. Nobody cares. If you're going to join something like Doctor Who. Very popular. Do some homework. Yeah, that, that definitely like, would help. I was trying to like Find the, find the middle at, ground at the very least. Look at Tennant. You know I mean, he grew up as a fan as a child. Yep. He adored it. He's the son-in-law of one of the doctors. I Arguably, he's, he's like the, the best doctor. one. He, well, I think his run was so long because he loved it so well and he personified it so well. I would agree. Well, he, he became the son-in-law of one of the doctors. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. But, I mean, so, I mean... <laughs> One of the conventions I saw uh, an excerpt. It was like, "What's the strangest gift a fan has ever given you?" And someone from the audience yelled out to the guy, "A granddaughter." <laughs> like, well, look at look at Peter Capaldi. He was born to play the Doctor. I mean, he even wrote into to the uh, to the BBC when he was fifteen, and he was just like, "Oh, dear Doctor Who." Da, da, da. And then all of a sudden, it's presented to him, and then they're like. Oh, you know, we're gonna have a new showrunner, that sort of a thing. We're out, we're possible. And by the way, get the f out. And he was ushered out the door, oh, and that was just wrong. That's unfortunate and mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. And well, the writing was going downhill with. However, it had been you going know, downhill for a while. As as a as a great well, actor as he is, though he did the best with what he could, as opposed yeah. to Jodie Whittaker, who literally was sitting at home, phoning the fucker in. I've got to be honest. I stopped watching during the Capaldi years simply because yeah, I, I got too. tired of the Clara show. Uh, I I wasn't tired of the Clara show. I, I was tired of the Clara show, but I I got to the Bill show, <laughs> and when yes. they and when when every episode and I liked Bill except for one thing. And everybody who's a Doctor Who fan will definitely say this. Did you know Bill was gay? Well, yeah. Every single episode, Bill told you she was gay. Did you know I'm gay? Did you know I'm gay? Did you know I'm I, number one, I don't care. I don't care if you're gay, if you're not gay, if you like, if, 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 if you're androgynous. I just don't care. But don't keep shoving it in the viewer's face. It's just e bad writing. Because, because everybody who's straight is not walking around going, I'm straight, I'm straight, I'm straight, I'm straight. So Maybe I it think... Maybe <laughs> Yeah, I, it should. But that's, that's where... But the character itself, I did like the character. I, 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 I liked... I guess I liked how sometimes she could get a little pushy. She wasn't overbearing like Donna was. And Donna, Donna wasn't overbearing. Donna was the doctor's conscience, period. I mean, I'll, I'll quote real quick uh, from uh, when, when they were in, um, in Pompeii. Save somebody. Just save someone. And that's what she did. As a matter of fact, they saved Peter Capaldi's family. Yeah. 
Hate to stop this discussion, but trying to like move it yeah. on to like the yeah. next. Uh... <laughs> All right. It's good. Just trying to try to keep we, moving. We had to say Doctor Who, didn't we? Of course, just another rabbit hole to go down. Uh, what'd you all see of the uh, the Atari the 50th anniversary celebration trailer just released the other day? It's supposed to be coming hey, to the Nintendo Switch. This. Yeah. Getting some Jaguar games ported to something for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's is all it, I is care it, about. Is is wasn't Tempest 2000 in that as well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Steve. Is no AVP, unfortunately. That's a license. Okay. Well, you just answered the question. I'm, <laughs> I'm not getting it. I, I'm okay with that. And here's why. Um, I had a Jaguar. I'd still like to have another one. Matter of fact, he still has his. And he's like, yeah, I'll sell it to you. So one of these days when I go out to see him, I'm going to pick it up. But I had AVP back in the day. Had a beautiful, at that time, it was a brand new copy I bought at the store, brand new. It was okay. I didn't think it was that great of a game personally. Um, I, I'm actually have I'm actually having more uh, more fun playing. Uh, New Predator game. Nope. It's, find it. it's right here on the shelf. I just started the Floating on Marines Fire Team. No, that one's great too. You no, like this one. Oh yes, oh. yeah, I like that game too. I I'll just started it up the other night. It's it's I, pretty good. Never had a Jaguar. It's the one console I've definitely never had or played. But when they announced that they were going to have the AVP on it, you can be the alien, you can be the predator, or you can be lunch. I had that ad cut out of a magazine, put up in my locker in high school. I stared at it every day, and all I dreamed about was playing as a xenomorph the whole time. <laughs> and I still have not yet to this day, and that's the only... like. If I got a Jaguar, I'd only want that. AVP, and I'd run around as a xenomorph for like an hour, and then I'd have it out of my system. I'd put it aside, and I'd be like, yay, I, that's that's bucket list. I, I, like, I like it a lot. But the, the Jaguar, I mean, homebrews is where it's at for that, because you can't yes. assume that it's got a great one. Yeah. It no. no there's a few, love, I'm super, super fat. There's very few... There's very few games for the Jaguar that are actually decent, and... Um, yeah. You know, a- AVP is actually one if you're a fan. Mario Kart is a decent game. It's okay. And uh, yeah, uh, Tempest two, uh, 2000 was fantastic. It The reason why I like Tempest 2000 versus Tempest 4000, even though it's basically the same game, and people are going to go, really? You like the controller? I like the controller better for the Jaguar yeah. for that. But Brandon's right. Homebrew is where it's at. Yeah, Homebrew is absolutely true. where it's at. Yep. I just wanted to bring I, it up. Oh, no, which got I was going to say my buddy makes a uh, ja- he has Jaguar controller, but adds a spinner instead of the D-pad. Oh, yeah, uh, Brian. So, yeah, so that's a yeah. good option for that. I haven't gotten to try that. Well, I asked him if, if he had, because he also has one to, uh, you can hook up to the PC, you can hook yeah. it up to your Raspberry Pi, and I was like, well, if I got that controller and hooked it up to my Raspberry Pi, I wouldn't have to have an actual Jaguar to play Tempest 2000. Then. There's there's also a Bluetooth mod now for the Jaguar to use anything up to the PS5. No kidding. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nice. This year. Yes, you don't even have to use that if that's a concern. Yeah. That's cool. Heck yeah. yeah. But I was yeah. going to bring it up because I did see it. Actually, I didn't see it till this morning. I guess they posted it late last night, but uh, on the Nintendo Life website, the Atari, the, the 50th anniversary collection, it's supposed to come out sometime sometime like the fourth quarter 2022 uh it's pretty much like a collection of over 90 atari games spanning the atari 2600 5200 7800 st jaguar and the Lynx. i heard sometime in november 
Wait, it would I make sense. Have links. I, I might be a little bit more excited now. I love the links, too. Well, yeah, yeah, and I, I admit, that is one of the systems that I miss. I love you know, so much. You know, well, we were talking. We were talking earlier, and Rob, that that's one of the systems that I got rid of, and I, I wish I'd have never gotten rid of it. And I had a lot of great, I had a lot of great titles for it, and um, yeah. So if you out, if you're out there and you bought that links from me, I'll buy it back from you. I mean, it was about 15 years ago, but yeah. Please let it. Yeah, because there's there's like nine games for the Jaguar and about six games from the Links that were going to be on this thing. Or Jaguar I think it was for Link. the Jaguar. It was Atari Karts, Club Drive, Cybermorph, Evolution, Dino Dudes, Fight for Life, Missile Command 3D, uh, Ruiner Pinball, Tempest 2000, and Trevor McFuhr in the Crescent Galaxy. Oh, oh Jesus! Only three no. of those are even worth your time. It's, Not that Atari game. Three of those are even. Trevor McFuhr is such a bad game. I yeah. can't even get yes. out. And the sixth game for the Lynx was uh, Basketball Brawl, Malibu Bikini Volleyball, Scrapyard Dogs, Super Asteroids, and Missile Command, Turbo Sub, and then Warbirds for those two Oh, no, cri- no Crystal Mines, too. About, about two of those are worth playing. <laughs> I mean, there's like, a, there's like 40, 2600 games are supposed to be on there. I, w- I will say, Atari games on the PS5? Well, this is allegedly because it's from a leak Sorry. from the Netherlands. It's supposed to be. It, they're only saying it on the Switch. It, it looks like it might be a Switch exclusive. Time, don't know. Nothing. I think no. I got a pre-order for the. No. I'm just going off I, of what I, I'm just going off what Nintendo Life said there. Yeah, on the website. Probably so. because it's a Nintendo. Well, hopefully Prime. they did some. Hopefully they did some better interfaces than they did for like at games' versions. Uh, yeah. For these. Awful. For these flashback ones. Because for that video that I have coming up soon, I have an honorable mention on there, which I told you about. And I was like, okay, I'll just play it on my on my PS4 and I'll capture the footage on that. And I was like, no, because you actually can see the console down at the bottom of the screen yeah. at the end of the game. And I'm like, I don't want that. So I actually got my Retron. I went ahead and captured my footage off of that instead. It's like, no, no, you guys fucked this up. Don't, don't, <laughs> please don't do that. Yeah, no, I, I really doubt. The sound effects weren't even the same. No, uh, those are not good collections. How do you, how do you not include the same sound effects? Yeah, how do yeah how do you fuck it up? The the pitches modulation, poor 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 modulation, poor emulation. Well, that is unfortunate. I learned something this week about the Atari seventy eight hundred. No, because I just recently got a new one, and yet another system that I wish I'd never gotten rid of, and now I got it back. So I'm sitting here playing Dig Dug, and I'm going. Wait a minute, the visuals are the same, but the sounds are the exact same sounds from the Atari 2600. So I'm watching a video this week, and any of you who don't know this, Atari cheaped out back then, and they used the exact same sound chip. Yep, And the, there were only two games that they actually ended up putting a sound chip on the cart to actually have better sound. I don't even remember what the games are right offhand. I'd have to look it up. I was like, so that's how come Dig Dug 2600 and Dig Dug 7800 sound the same. I know just these little things that are just... Trying to save money. Know. Yeah, yeah. got to save money. And, and then and then we nerds are you sons of bitches! You know? Out here, out here nitpicking like the smallest detail in a game. what we do, though, man. That's, <laughs> that's you be responsible. <laughs> okay, so we've got the 2600 thing. Chris Pratt's Mario. What the fuck else are you going to screw up? <laughs> Uh, plenty, God plenty. 
Uh, there was some smaller, maybe probably don't know if it affects you all as much. Uh, like if you if you uh, were expecting it, yes, AAA releases are still buggy as fuck when they come out because people are complaining about Overwatch too. It's glitchy, yeah. get glitchy release. I, I tried to get in that that day, didn't work. Yeah, so <laughs> I've never issues. played Overwatch. Not Neither have I. I just, just it's, it's, it. it's not good. I was going to do it for a stream. I I mean for me, I don't like Overwatch. Sorry. I, I yeah. guess it's uh, it's one of those like a game. it's like those arena type multiplayer yeah, games. I I played the original with my sons. I had I had fun with it then, but you would never see me actually put it in and right, play it now. Exactly. I just I just don't care. I, I I don't care about playing online anymore. As a matter of fact, they screwed Halo up so bad. I used to like playing Lone Wolf. Um three four three. Um I don't want to play anything that's on teams and shit. I only want to play by myself. Thank you. And that's how come Bonnie Ross there anymore. Bye bye. But man, Halo died the second the 343 took over. Uh, Bungie much, yeah. made Halo amazing. 343. I tried to play Halo yeah. 4. Uh, I got an yeah. hour in, and I was like, good day. We are. Yeah. Nah. Four and five are just too. Just the, the, campaign, the campaign for four is eventually worth it, but it is very repetitive feeling. But when yeah, we tried playing playing with my, my eight eight friends here in the living room with two TVs, those multiplayer maps sucked so bad because number one, you could never tell where the hell you were at. They were way too big. So I mean, even even if you wanted a small map, the smallest map on there felt like the one of the bigger maps from Halo yeah. Three or Halo Two. Right. Yeah, I was you're like, right for that for sure. And and, and then I of course, go ahead. I don't do PvP either. Quite frankly, like I I loved Destiny Two, would not Crucible. Hate and I hated the fact that they required it for so many of the exotics yeah. because look. I'm 45. I got a wife. I got two kids. And up until a couple of years ago, I was working sun up to sundown every day, except for weekends. Okay. Like I, I do not have time. And when I have my leisure time, I don't want to put on a headset and listen to some 13 year old talk about the contents right. of my pants and what he did to my mom last night. Okay. Yeah, exactly. While <laughs> consistently spawn killing me because I don't have 8,000 hours a day to pump into this friggin' game. Yeah. So yes, you know, I will stay away from the, I don't like humans. They're individuals yeah, I enjoy either. the company quite a lot. Humanity en masse, I would not be too upset if there was some sort of a plague. I just, humans are nasty, selfish, mean, rude, horrible things. Oh, especially on and the internet. I, oh, yeah, yeah, on the internet with the anonymity. And I don't, I don't need that, man. Like, no. if I'm going to cry, I'll just look in the mirror, okay? I, that's all I need. I don't need I don't need someone else telling me how shitty I am. Yeah, I, I don't right. I don't need an eight-year-old telling me about the tea bags because I have plenty of them oh. in the kitchen, number one. Right. And number two, you hit it right on the head. A, I forget which movie this was in, but they said, a human is intelligent, but people are dumb. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. That was uh, Men in Black. Yes. 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 Men in Black. Individuals yep, are intelligent. Humans en masse are dumb, angry, violent, and scared. <laughs> they do stupid things. Like agreed, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, for Kinda sure. So if I'm going to play a game, I want my own. I want to just yeah, I want to sit down. I want to play my game. I want to blow some shit up. I want to vent some stress. Exactly. It's very hard to vent stress when you're constantly dying and getting made fun of. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with the people I choose to do it with, not a bunch right. of fucking that. strangers. Yeah, right. That. Yes. Sorry, people out there, but you know, and that's the thing. I, I will tell you guys this right if one of these days I have a big enough YouTube channel where people are like, Oh, let's play with Dr. Scott, I'll be like, Listen, thank you for watching the channel. I appreciate it. I really do. And 
maybe a few of you, if I get to know you, will play a game. But if it's just the masses out there, listen, is Metal Jesus out there playing with like strangers all the time? Probably not. You know, what was was Mark from Classic Game Room out there playing with strangers all the time? Maybe, maybe not. But I, I'd be willing to bet that most of the time they were playing with people they knew. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's half the online fun. games. I, like, here's here's the issue with that for me. One, there's too many games, not enough time, right? So the online portions of these games that aren't even, like, you know, all the time is put into with the story and, and the progression of characters and whatever's going on in the game. Like, I, I just, I don't have time to, to put eight hours into an online game anymore. You know, we're not 13 years old. And it's yeah, just, but it makes it hard. Makes there it hard is a... To, there is a point where I will be hypocritical about what I just said, and that is the game Friday the 13th, because it's only eight people, and nobody's teabagging anybody, and you pretty much have all the same set of skills here. You know, I mean, you, you know, it's not like, you know, somebody's sitting off in a tree somewhere, ready to pop you at a, you know, at a spawn point or something, and then come down and run down and rub, rub their balls all over your face. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, that's Mark with Rocket League, right? I yeah, raged I so hard that game. I don't know why I keep playing it. So, and, and, and I don't have to know one of those people at all. Now the little kid, I just go, mute, and that's it. Because if they're yeah. sitting there going, you know, talking about what's for homework. My or, mom or... Or, yeah, or yelling the F word 15 times, and they've never even F'd ever before in their life yet. <laughs> so it's just like, mute, and I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm the hot chick in the bikini, Jason. Come get me. Uh, not to take things back, and, I, I and I'm to... always the hot chick in the bikini. Why? Because I like to look at my own. Ass. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I was going to say not to take things back, but uh, did you guys see that they were telling GameStop employees to destroy copies of Overwatch, the first game? No, I haven't heard about that. What? Yeah, it's been all. It's yeah, I've seen it on a bunch of websites, all over Facebook. Uh, that, that, on... that doesn't surprise me. When no. I used to work. When I used to work for GameStop, we used to have, I won't say his name, but we used to have uh, our district manager come in, and he would be sitting in the back room with a bunch of games that got pennied out or they got uh-huh. you know taken off, and they'd be, he'd just be sitting there smashing them with a hammer. Oh, and I, I know. I, at, yeah. And I looked at him, and, and I said, oh, gee there, so-and-so. Wouldn't it be easier to carry around a, carry around a shredder in your trunk? And he goes, oh, then I'd have to put it in my trunk. And I'm like, so, but yeah, they, they do that, and I, I, I think I think that's kind of stupid, but at the same time, when the game is free to download anyway, okay, yeah. go ahead, destroy them. It's yeah. a tax write-off at that point. That's why they know. do it. Yeah, they're, they're going to lose money. The they don't co- want people like stealing it for free out of the dumpster. That's well, words can't that do right anything with really it. The game's shut down. Tax write-off is a set of words at least stick in my craw right now. Well, yeah, it's it, number one, it's a tax write-off, and not have stay up you know late night crawling around in the back room going 47 48 49 50 51 we got 50 copies here's another box so you're you cutting out pretty bad guy yeah. by the way yeah you're oh. cutting in and out keep there, cutting right? out i'll keep uh, it right here then hello uh but no the the for me it's because of not to sort of tangentize myself but the Warner Brothers fiasco that's happening right now. I am livid. And I'm livid for two very specific reasons of the many that there should be. Uh, number one, and the quicker one for me to explain, um, they owned the rights to Final Space. 
And for those that don't know what Final Space is, a guy named Owen Rogers made a show called Final Space. It's an animated, but it's an adult animated series. Uh, I believe it was made for, was it, was it Cartoon Network or Sci-Fi? Something. Anyway, brilliant. Like, the storyline is incredible. It made three seasons, and they were unbelievable. Dark humor, really fucked up, silly okay. at points, deeply emotional at others, really well done. I loved the art style, loved everything about it. He's been trying to get the last few seasons to finish his story arc together. Warner Brothers owns them. That was one of the things they turned into a tax write-off and chucked away. So there will be no more streaming of it. There will be no more public viewing of it. There will be no physical copies to be purchased of it. There will be no way for anyone to ever get their hands on this series ever again. Is that because, Discovery that did this? Yeah, well, it was Warner Brothers that owned it. and that sold Well, yeah. It. But as part of that merger with Discovery, tax cut. Tax write-off. Gotcha. The other one was Batgirl. And I'll tell you why. Because of my boy, Brendan Fraser. I love me some Brendan Fraser. I have always loved Brendan Fraser. And the fact that he got screwed as hard as he did and then finally has made his way back into the public eye that he did a movie with Scorsese, that he's done this movie, The Whale, and they're talking Oscars. And then he did a DC franchise, Batgirl. He was going to be Firefly. They filmed it. They edited He was going to be Firefly? See, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was going to be Firefly in the oh. Batgirl movie. And what did they do? They shit-canned it for a tax write-off and decided to keep Ezra Pedophile Miller, Miller. on oh, because his daddy works for Warner Brothers. Firefly is one of my favorite Batman villains. And, and it was Brendan! It was Brendan, who's already amazing as Robot Man. They were going to have him, and now they, and Matt, don't, don't disrespect Brendan on my watch, man. <laughs> yeah. You got a problem with Brendan Fraser, you got a problem with me, and I suggest he's, he's, you let Batman marinate. It's like, my boy and they man so there's two Security. actors in that movie that have like massive uh award buzz around them and they shelved it they edited it together and they did one showing for the execs at warner brothers right before they went that's a tax write-off good day i have to be the only person on this earth that actually likes the last um mummy movie the the one oh, with Jet the dragon Lee. emperor yeah i love that movie Really? It was fantastic. Uh, it's the it wasn't terrible. Uh, it's definitely like the worst of the movie movies, but it wasn't unwatchable. I just oh, wish they had made the it so that that wife was the fictional one. Yeah. And the original yeah. actress was the official one. Yeah. Um and to 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 just tickle your guys' interest, because I, I have weirdly specific knowledge on shit. Um, when they made the one with Tom Cruise, they wanted to create the dark universe. They wanted to bring back right. all of the yep. universal monsters. Now, yeah, they let's made that just, Frankenstein movie, right? The I Frankenstein wasn't that supposed to be part of it. That the well, beginning? the idea was supposed, yeah, and well, no, no, it wasn't because it wasn't. Okay. After the mummy tanked so fucking hard, they wore off all of it. Gotcha. Okay. I want you to oh, really? What if instead of Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, they had decided to make Rick O'Connell versus the werewolf, followed by Rick O'Connell versus the Dracula? That would have made sense. Yeah. yeah. So they could have expanded his character into the rest of the Universal Monsters. Right. And people would have yummed it up. Oh, awesome. But Why don't they do it now? Dragon Emperor thing because Jet Li was the hot property at the time and everybody wanted Jet Li and shit. Then yeah. they, should, and they should take that property and do it now because number one, the only thing Brendan Fraser needs is one, either A, shave his head or B, give him a wig. And two, he needs to drop a couple pounds because number yeah. one, he, he is a freaking awesome actor. He's always been an awesome actor. And love my boy. 
Yeah. Here's, oh, yeah. here's the thing. With, with that idea, they could have very Indiana Jones because it wasn't every single movie wasn't Indiana Jones and, and he's chasing the, the lost Ark again. Now, mind you, I have Raiders poster right over there on the wall. That's my favorite yeah. movie of all time. However, what you said, Rob, that's it. That's what they should have done. And, and that way he's Why going to be doing it now. Yeah, right, bring exactly. him back. Get Rachel Weiss back. The only reason Brendan is out of shape right now is because of that movie, The Whale. The movie the Whale. Whale right? I watched that. That's really good. And I saw yeah. this actor who, I can't remember, is Guy something or other, who was like, oh, well, I'm mad that they cast him because he's not gay and he's he's not overweight and he's this and that. It's like, okay, one, he put well, on all that weight for the role, seriously endangering his own health. Right. Two, they're talking about an Oscar nomination for him. And three, no, he's not gay, but it's called acting. Acting, not, yeah. Not right. a documentary. So, you know, maybe if you were a better performer, they might have given you a shot at the role. So sit down yeah. and shut up, guy. Well, because if, if they want to talk, on, yeah. if they want to talk hypocritical and we won't go down the rabbit hole, I will say, okay, the to me, one of the best heterosexual performances of all time was played by a gay guy, and that of course was um Mr. Doogie Hauser himself. Oh, Barney Stinson. Oh, yeah, man. Barney Stinson. Yeah, ultimate ladies man, the ultimate playboy. <laughs> right. I mean, he he was even he was even a bigger playboy than uh, uh, Joey was on uh, Friends. Friends. Friends, yeah, well, yeah. I love the I, fact that there were T-shirts that were made that says NPH gets more tail than you, and he's gay. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> it's like, even funnier because in the the the, the Christmas the uh, Harold and Kumar Christmas movie, they definitely poke fun at that directly with him. It I just thought oh, it was yeah. a funny joke. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's like gay publicly, but secretly he's still like chasing poon. It's, it, I thought it was a funny joke. <laughs> hilarious. No, it. It, yeah. and you're right. It it is called acting, and that's how come I have extreme disdain for that the whole uh, uh, Ellen Page slash Elliot Page thing. And you know, if people don't like the whole, well, she's Ellen and she was Ellen, and now she and now he's Elliot, and it's like, okay, listen, um, we're gonna go with some logic here. On IMDb, if you were Ellen Page in all these movies, that's who you were then. Yes. If you're Elliot Page now, yeah. that's who yes. you should be, in, and you should have a whole separate IMDb page. Because, um, I mean, I don't know about that. I, I don't. I think they should keep it, and I think it should be understood and respected that the transition happened, and now, you know, I, I think just I think change it, the credits for the other ones to say Elliot Page as Ellie Page. I think that they should have a link there that takes you to the other page. So that way, that person's new new role and new persona or new identity or whatever you want to call it is being respected independently. I don't I mean know. That, but but I, I don't That's care how they do it. Yeah. I don't care how they do it. Ellen Page was in Juno. Yeah, Ellen yeah. Page was in X-Men. Yes. Elliot Page is in all this other stuff. And yeah. just because you did it in your real life doesn't mean that the part you're playing now has, you know, Actually, because... Uh, from what I've been taken to understand, that was the choice of the writers of and the, the writers. writers of the comic to yep. do that to respect Elliot and his transition. So that wasn't Elliot throwing a fit and being a dink. That was the writers going, you know what? We respect this, and why don't we work it into the show? I, yeah, I, 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 think, I think that's I think that's okay if they do that, but not yeah. in every single instance should that be like that. It no. should be like, okay, well, no, we but, have this. Because all right, how about this? We're in a very transitional time right now, though, where it's starting to become more understood. And when that right. happens, you will see more of it in the public eye as we try to normalize. Case in point, 
what I have always dreamed of has finally happened. Two movies are coming out or are out. One is called Bros and one is called Spoiler Alert. Okay? Both of them are rom-coms. Both of them are gay rom-coms. But they are not throwing rainbows and everything down everyone's throat and shoving it in your face. And this is a gay, 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 gay movie, gay, gay, gay. It's just, it's a movie in which the romantic lead happens to get the guy at the end. Bros looks Perfect. hilarious. It does I, look funny. I, 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 okay, see, I don't really but, like But I've waited for the day when they will make a spy movie where your kick-ass spy gets the gay. guy in the end, but yeah. they don't make a big deal of it. It's just... There's this hot computer scientist that's helping him with all of it, and some sparks fly, and the next thing you know, and then that's it. But they, but they don't make a big deal of it, and they don't make it a selling point to the movie. It should be so normal in society right now that we don't have to like, oh look what they did. It just is. Throw everything in everybody's faces absolutely. and down their throats. A- a- I, I absolutely. Want it to be nor- I want everyone to just be like, yeah, that's fine. It happened. It's See, cool. there, there's a friend of mine. His name's Ernie, and I haven't seen many, 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 many. Ernie is very flamboyantly gay. Let's put it like this. Ernie is one of those people who would actually, you know, if, if, if we saw something going on or whatever, and, you know, he, he would he would make an off-color comment about that person just because he's gay. He was so funny. He was such a wonderful person. I haven't seen him in years. If if I if Ernie were to come to me right now and say, hey, you want to go see you want to go see uh, bros with me? And I'd be like, yeah. And yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd be like, he'd be like. You know you're not going to be afraid that somebody's going to think you're gay, are you? Because you're with me. I'm like, no, actually, I was going to think that people are going to think you're gay because you're with me. So, yeah, and he, would get a, he would get a good laugh out of that because, of course, he's the one who's gay, not me. If I ever had a gay guy hit on me, I'd be flattered because I'd be like, I know how people are going to be about this. Uh, it, I have. It's the best. <laughs> so, like, I love it. Compliment. It, I don't know. I'd rather, it, I'd rather it, do it with it, men than women at this point. It, it's happened to me twice. <laughs> Actually, one time, there was one time that, I'll tell you this real quick and we'll move on to the next subject. There was a girl I was dating here in town, and they had, uh, they were, um, she and her roommate, uh, they had a friend, and his name was Johnny, and he lived in the building that they lived in, the same dorm. And I was dating Andrea, and and they said, um, hey, uh, he was kind of like a big brother to us, and he wants to check you out, make sure that, you know, you're good enough for Andrea. Okay, so we all went out to dinner. So, um, you know, we all have dinner and stuff and I get up, I go to the bathroom and I come back. And then the next thing, you know, uh, he gets up and he goes to the bathroom and uh, they're both kind of snickering. And I go, what? And they go, I go, what? And he, I, and he go, well, he made some comments and I go, yeah, okay. And, and this was years ago. We're talking like 15, no longer than that, longer than 15, must've been like 25 years ago. And he, he said, okay. And, um, he says, well, he thinks you're really nice. He thinks you're funny. And yeah, and he's glad that you and Andrea are going out. I go, oh, good. And then they start laughing and I go, what, what? And they go, he thinks you have a cute butt. And I was just like, damn. That was a great big compliment because here's a man looking at another man. And that's, that's what he's attracted to. That, that would be like me saying, you know, hey, that girl has a nice butt. And here's the thing. I am actually very, very, um, uh, secure enough in my sexuality to say that uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, number one, he was the hottest guy out sexy there. Man. Sexy man. He was a sexy man. <laughs> and if I were gay and he was single back at the time, I would have gone for Pierce Brosnan. Look, but I'm telling you right now, uh, if Ryan Reynolds wanted to hit on me, I'm in. Hey, he's bro. Same with Idris <laughs> Go Elton. Deadpool, Go Deadpool like, on me. There are like there are many Hollywood actors that I'm just like, ooh, young. 
Like, I have no problem saying it. Uh, you know, I think Vin Diesel's hot. I think he's very attractive. You know, I mean, maybe it's the bald thing. I don't know. But, like, so, yeah, I mean, there, there are male and female actresses all over. Uh, and I'm just like, yep. When you're hot, Ab- you're hot. Absolutely. Sorry, you're hot. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I have but to... you see, I, 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 just, to, just to put a fine point on it and, we'll, and we're done, I think a lot of the mainstream media and, and the Hollywood the Hollywood machine has tried to demonize straight people and demonize gay people at the same time and literally put some people head to head. And I have gay people in my family. I have gay friends and they're all like, I wish these people would just stop because it's not they who are doing it. It's other people who are doing it. And you know, if anybody from Hollywood or anything else is listening, stop it. We're all people. We we all go to bed with who we go to bed with night. We all love who we love. And if you, yeah. And, and if you if you want to put people up against other people, you know, go to hell. And because... stop getting offended on someone else's behalf when it's not even you. Amen. Amen. Let, let's let's just buy let's send each other Christmas cards and be done with it. Tired of all. It's all just like who cares? Why do people have to 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 have comments about everything? Like just yeah, not even a, just Game Junction up. podcast because because everybody everybody's everybody's got an opinion like they got a butthole or however that saying supposed to go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, though. Just opinions shut are up like for assholes. Once. Everyone Man. has one. We all think everyone else stinks. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, I, like I just don't care. I just want everybody to be happy. You know what I mean? That's my view. Happy, happy. happy. That. That's it. Yeah. I, I don't care. Nothing bothers me. Like, that's the philosophy of my whole streaming. If you're channel. if you're not hurting hurting anyone, yeah, yeah. Like the whole philosophy of my streaming channel is just let's all have fun. Exactly. Yeah. Life is right. stressful. Life is hard. Life is scary. Let's find a place. Let's see if I can make a nice place where people can come together, tell stupid jokes, laugh. Yeah. If you're having a hard time, share it, and, and we'll try and find a way to help you through it. But just like, exactly. let's make a fun, good, happy place. I yeah, have to love your community completely. of people when I watch your streams. It's, it's the best, man. I don't know how it happened. I'm bloody lucky that it happened. I don't know yeah. where or why all these amazing people came together in my chat but man what an amazing thing yeah for like, sure 100%. and the only rules i have for both the discord and for my stream chat is this uh if you're a bigot or if you're in any way just being antagonistic to be antagonistic you're out and there's no yeah. strikes you do it once fuck off and no what? What? no teabagging no not tea. the quote I, I i quote nirvana because it's my favorite band often but uh kirk cobain said something at a performance one time is this said what is this loaded? No, no, no. He essentially said, "If you hate homosexuals, don't like females, leave the audience. Don't listen to our music. We don't, we don't want you listening." Essentially said something along those lines. Like we just, yeah. we don't want you to be a fan. We, we yeah, we're not here yeah. for you. Like, you know what I mean? So I live by I, that. I really do. I, and Ernie, if not, you're watching, contact me. I've not yet once had to enforce it either. Like, no, I know. I've never just, seen you have to say anything about nope. anything wrong, nothing. So Nope, not at all, because it's it's amazing. But when you put good out, if you try and be positive and share happiness and joy, if you put that out there, it comes back. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. And my, my policy is I'd rather be, be more like Carlos Mencia and make fun of everything and everybody, but show respect. Yeah, because, that's how, I mean, yeah. Isn't he the guy that got caught stealing well, I'm in the... The very yeah, he was the one that was stealing jokes. <laughs> Joe Rogan called him out. Yeah, oh, he did. He, he I might quote him at all. Yeah, he was yeah. Amy Schumer before Amy Schumer was Amy Schumer. Right. Oh my lord. But that's me. I mean, I just 
Make fun of everything, but give respect at the same time. I have the, the darkest f- humor ever. I'll be the first one to make fun of myself because, quite yeah. frankly, I mean, hello. <laughs> I'm yeah. fat, yeah. I'm bald, I'm over 40. <laughs> I've got the Costanza trifecta, okay? Basically, yeah, you, it's the summer at George every day of my life. That's. Yeah, you gotta be that, able to make fun of, your, fun of yourself. I, w- I want right. to see your wallet and see how thick it is with like receipts and shit. <laughs> I am not shitting you. My wallet, I carry it in my front pocket because if I didn't, I'd walk in circles. I'm, right. It's, yeah. Okay. So, like, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I am, I am the Costanza, and and I'm fine with that. You know, I know what my place in society is. I'm here so that other people can laugh and feel good, and I like it. You know. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I did want to bring up because I know it's kind of. I guess it's now becoming retro. I guess we're supposed to be expecting some kind of new Crash Bandicoot announcement, allegedly around the Game Awards. Don't know if you heard anything about that. I, I haven't. I saw the rumor. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, I saw on the on the gamers the website. It's supposed to be some kind of new new tease is expected to be revealed at the Game Awards. Not sure what. Just a we're expecting well, something. I'm all in. Hopefully, it's a new like full blown and actual game. Yeah, because I, I haven't played 4 yet, and I, yeah, I, I still like going Hard. back and playing my original 3, you know, original 1, 2, and 3 on the PS1 as opposed yeah, to playing sure. the, you know, the... Yeah, because it's so hard. Um, and I suck at platformers anyway, so I can't wait yeah. to see this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You guys have managed to get touch on almost every series I've never played. Oh, that's <laughs> just... Really? I've never played Crash Rock, man. Just, just grab it some, no, of, like, some of the hot topics. Like when the PS One came out, I was still a hardcore Nintendo boy. Uh, yeah. I had some Sega stuff. I loved Sega, but I was like a Nintendo guy. That's all I had um, growing up. And then when the PS One came out, I mean, by the time I managed to get one, one of the first games that I got with it was Symphony of the Night. And dude, I was that. Oh, one. you got the best game. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, although I need a Saturn there. version because the Saturn version lets it you play is. the entire game with Maria yeah. as well. So I have yes. to experience that. Oh yeah, I, see, I, have I, I have of that. Yeah, I have I have the limited run of both anniversary collections, and there's Do you oh, really? the like yeah the collectors. No, not that, not that. Oh, collector, oh okay. But, yeah. okay. But uh, uh, I have that first Castlevania one. Not the I, I have this one. Yeah, I got that one. And then That's I have the, the other. One. I got. Yeah, I have I have the other one that has Symphony in it and all that, but I haven't opened it. Uh, I mean, I haven't even opened the envelope. So right, I'm, I'm going to be having that. I'm going to be having a limited run, a strictly limited opening ceremony, and I'm going to be putting that on uh, on the channel here pretty soon. And it'll be fun. I'll be like, oh yeah, I did order that. But yeah, I wanted yeah. to say though, in I, I think it's funny that how how Rob said that we've touched all these games that you know that he's never played, and since he's such a huge fan of Mega Man, and I've always liked Mega Man, I've just never really played any favorite series but here's the funny thing is this is the only one that i own that's a good one though it yeah. is an it's amazing haven't touched it yet haven't touched it that gear system yeah. in that game is solid yeah. this, so since this, you're such no. a oh. this opens up my yeah let's let's go Rob. yeah, hey, yeah. let's get in the this is what mind. i was waiting for um <laughs> just, gonna say, just how you are with doctor who um aha uh here we go <laughs> Mega Man and my current feelings are, are quite an interesting... It, it, it's bizarre. So Mega Man's trudge through time has been such that the, the classic games and the X games, I've never really been a fan of the Battle Network myself. 
I'm not a Pokemon guy either. Never finished a Pokemon game. Which I'm, not a, I'm not a Pokemon guy so, either. But throughout time, it became uh, a point of pride for Keiji Inafune. That mm-hmm. although he, I mean, he did a bit of art for the first one. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was yeah. able to produce it, and then he did some art and production on the second one, and all the way through. It was always hyped up that he was the reason they were successful. That he was the reason they were so good. Inafune is the father of Mega Man and all of this, right? Hard disagree. <laughs> well. Nowadays, uh, yeah, hard to disagree. Up to when, so the whole thing that went down with Legends 3 and all of those games being canceled and all the rest of that, I've finally kind of pieced together as much as I can from what I know and from what I've heard from other people and from other stuff to really figure what happened. And it was this. Inafune, behind the scenes, was a very egotistical, egocentric guy. Mm-hmm. And he was, I am Capcom, I am Capcom, I am Capcom, it's only famous because of me. Okay, so he went to Capcom and said, so he, he, he got, finally got a green light for Legends 3, started producing it, and set up all the forums to let people help mold the game. Now, one thing that wasn't stated was the interaction on that was going to be monitored by Capcom themselves, and they were going to base whether or not to finish producing the game partly on that, which is where the whole blaming the fans for it not getting made came from. Okay. But he basically started three Mega Man projects. There was a Mega Man X first-person shooter that was very, very early in the going. There was Mega Man yeah. Universe. There was Mega Man Legends 3. He then goes to them and says, I want you to give me a studio with zero oversight. I want to be able to make whatever games I want, however I want, whenever I want, and you can't tell me what to do. And they said, no. And he said, fine, then I'm going to quit. And they said, good. And he did. But as he went out, he had built this big hype machine around himself of, I'm the reason that Capcom is good. I'm the reason other games come out well. I'm the father of Mega Man, and no Mega Man game will ever be good without me. He planted that in the gamer consciousness. Then quit. And Capcom looks at this and goes, okay, so we have a zero-sum game. If we produce these games and they come out and they're, and they, they're hated, everyone's going to say it was because Inafune left and our company's going to go on the toilet. Or we cancel them all right now, and we get in a bunch of shit from that fandom... But that way we don't risk the possibility the game's not doing well and getting completely screwed. So for them, the only logical thing to do was cancel the games because no matter what, without Inafune involved, they're going to get negative press. Yeah. Which is what they did. And understandably, all of us fans went bug nuts insane. I boycotted them for a very long time. Hey? What did you say, Brendan? Mighty number nine. Yeah, this is what I'm getting to. (laughs) Inafune makes his Kickstarter for Mighty Number no. 9, which at the outset looked amazing. Even Capcom put money into it. it yes, yeah, they did. Raised $3 million. <sighs> now, while the development of that was going on, he was also, his company concept with Microsoft was co-developing a game called ReCore, mm-hmm. which is lesser known. Um, so... He's very, again, he sets up the forums. He wants the fans to help mold the game. Then he starts making mistakes. One, the concept art he showed looks nothing like what eventually the game looked like. It was 2D, hand-drawn, and beautiful. What we ended up with looked like a Sega Saturn game on a bad day. Okay? He would never show actual footage of the game. It was always someone standing on the other side of a room filming him playing it on a tiny monitor. The community... uh, the person who put all the oversight of the, the uh, community and forums with 
she was a big time gamer gator. Yeah. And all of a sudden, anyone that disagreed with any of her beliefs, like she thought Beck should suddenly be a female main character, she wanted all these different changes made. And anyone that disagreed with her got banned from the forums that their Kickstarter money gave them access to. So all of a sudden now your forum and community are in disarray. There's negative press swirling around those. You're not giving anyone a real look at what's going on. Then the game got delayed the first time, and he swore up, down, and sideways. It's not delayed, it's not delayed, it's not delayed. A week after it was supposed to be out, okay, it's delayed. Then it got delayed a second time. But again, it's not delayed, it's not delayed, it's not delayed. They got to the release date. Okay, it's delayed. Delayed. <laughs> three times. It, that happened three times. And all three times they lied about it right up until it was going to come out. And then finally... Talk about not having your house in order. Yeah, th then they real. put out an ad and one of the lines, and I'm sure you all remember, this game is going to make you cry harder than an anime fan on prom night. was the <laughs> actual catchphrase of their ad. So you've insulted the demographic that you're supposed to be hoping want to play it. You've alienated half of the community that was supposed to be helping you form the game. Then the game comes out and it is so substandard graphically, gameplay-wise, and every other way that it's very obvious that this game did not receive all of the Kickstarter funding it was supposed to. Meanwhile, no. ReCore comes out and looks like a $3 million highly polished game. Now, I have no facts for that, but the, the, the bottom line is, if you look at ReCore and then you look at Mighty Number no. 9, ReCore looks like a $3 million game, and Mighty Number no. 9 looks like something we threw together in a panic yep. while trying not to, you know, piss off all the fans that paid for it. God, then he Recore starts Red so Ash, familiar. which is a Kickstarter for a Mega Man Legends successor, which he is trying to kickstart when he still hasn't even finished releasing Mighty Number no. 9. Then he right. starts a Kickstarter for an anime based on Red Ash. So now he's starting to ask for more and more money from these fans who were like, look, you haven't even delivered on the first thing. The, the, the final nail in that coffin was the fact that half of the physical rewards that were supposed to be delivered for people who backed at that level were a year and a half after the game's release or so. Something like that. Way, way, way after we finally got the, the art book slash strategy guide, the uh, instruction manuals and game boxes, and the other physical goods. Like, they fucked it up 18 ways from Sunday. He shot himself in the foot, and that's when Capcom suddenly goes, okay, now that everyone knows what a piece of shit that guy is, <laughs> Mega Man's anniversary is coming up, and we're going to show them what we've secretly been working on in the background. All of a sudden, they do a historical retrospective of Mega Man through the years for his anniversary. And it was a video they released. It was part of a live stream they did. And I am in my work van, driving to a work site with that playing on my phone in the cup holder. And I'm looking over, and there's a little 8-bit Mega Man running along a timeline, and then you know, Mega Man 1, 1987, Mega Man 2, you know, all these, uh, they go through, and then Mega Man X, and the classic series, Back 4, 3, X, classic series, Bad Mike series, everything else, and then all of a sudden it gets to the end, and he flips through this little door, and there's a little one of those bubbles with a question mark in it, that, that all the other games had been listed in. And all of a sudden the trailer for Mega Man 11 starts. I damn near swerved off the road. Like, I ended up having to pull over off the highway onto the shoulder and stop to stare at that screen as just tears started trickling down. The they got almost all of the original production team that worked on the original Mega Man back. As many as they could get, they got yep. back. They got the composer who did the music for Mega Man 2, I believe it was, back. And they like the, a bunch of the concept artists and stuff. And they really started looking at what made classic Mega Man great 
and bringing it to the new generation. Where Inafune made 9 and 10 to be the 8-bit ones again because he just... I don't really think he had anywhere else to go with it but to tug on nostalgia strings. 11 is a proper next step into the next generation of Mega Man. It's gorgeous graphically. The cel-shaded anime look looks 2D even though they did it in three dimensions. It's yep. on the 2D plane, but it's 3D rendered sprites that look 2D with cell shading. The fact that when you change weapons, not only does he change colors, but the buster changes and his helmet changes, which they had originally wanted to do in Mega Man 1. If you read through the like all of the old uh, R20 and the Mega Man official complete works and all that, they wanted something like that, but they didn't have the power to do it. They finally right. brought that in. And they also added the double cog time system. So you can speed up or slow down time. You can make your weapons more or less. Probably. They, they made innovations that increased how awesome the original formula was. You still have the slide. You still have the power-up shots. But now you've got this, this time cog system. The graphics are overhauled and look amazing. They proved that they can make a kick-ass, amazing Mega Man game without Ian Fune. Yep, they sure did. And they didn't even have to say anything because they knew that after Mighty Number no. 9... All they had to do was show that trailer, and the whole world was going to go, yeah, that guy was an idiot. <laughs> and these guys know what they're fucking doing. That that game um, that time perfectly. definitely brought that love back. Oh. It's always it's my favorite series, too. I think it's where we connected, but yeah. it brought that... Um, it just brought that, like, I knew that Mega Man could still be done with without him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I played that game, I'm like, yes. This is Mega Man right here. So now, what I'm waiting for... What I'm hoping for, what I'm praying for, they're doing the Battle Network series. <clears throat> yeah, fine. Can we please? Uh, this this is this is my big wish list, dream, hope for. It makes sense they're going to do a Legends collection eventually. It's going to be yeah. Mega Man Legends, Legends Two, and Misadventures of Tron Ball. Yes. Okay. If they're smart, they had developed the full prototype edition. That yes. sort of mini startup for Mega Man Legends 3 that mm -hmm. was hyped as being the first thing that would be on the Nintendo 3DS eShop. Yep. That was finished. One journalist, the Hoff, from over at Nintendo Power got to play it. And he wrote a review of it. So it's ready. Right. And then they axed the whole project and just threw everything out. Yeah, I, I knew that it was ready to go. I So I followed that for forever because I was in those Capcom forums, right? The Capcom BBS. I don't know if you were wearing those. But I actually Dude. compiled the list for the Guinness Book of World Records 2006. I compiled the list of every Mega Man entry. My name is in there. I did that. So, they sent me like a shitload of stuff for the doing Cap that. Community. Yes. Yeah. And they ran an ultimate Cap an ultimate Mega Man fan contest. Yes. Yes. Do you remember that contest? Yeah, yeah I remember. There were three yeah. winners and one honorable mention. Do you remember that? Uh, not that exact detail. Yeah. It's, it's been a while, but. The, the Mega Man fan contest was to win one of the shirts with the Mega Man 9 graphics on it. They were yeah. white t-shirts. Yeah. It was worn by their staff when they the announced Mega kit, Man 9. Right? And a press kit. Yep. And a poster of the Mega Man 9 art. Yeah, yeah. I got that press kit from there when, you know, Mega Man 9. They also there. had a thing going where if you were a very active member of Cap Community, they would send mm -hmm. you a code to be able to buy the press kit. Yep. I ended up getting a code for that press kit, and that's Johnny's video right. with me crying into his answering machine. I, I remember that, yep. <laughs> Because sure I got the code, right? Yeah. I entered the Ultimate Fan Contest. Now, the three winners, I know one of them was Mega Phil X, and that dude is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and He he's makes cool. fan games that are just, I mean, he should yeah. be working at Capcom, right? Yeah, for and sure. I can't remember the other for two. Sure. 
Now, the thing is, they had a shirt that had a signature on it. Okay, yeah. I think I remember that. Oh, no. Let's see it. Oh, oh yeah. Let's see it. Oh, the must be honorable mention too. pride. This was the honorable mention. That was my was wallpaper forever. That Mega Man lineup. Mega Man lineup t-shirt for their, I think that one was from the 20th anniversary, signed by Inafune, with the hand-drawn picture of Mega Man's face on it, and a press kit. Hell yeah. And Beautiful. that press kit that's in there is still factory sealed. Yeah, mine because is Because I, I technically have two. Oh, no way. The one that they let me order cool. and the one that I want as a prize. Yeah. So that's the one that I want as a prize. That made me the single most hated man on the Capcom Unity forums. <laughs> yeah. Because every yeah. other winner was like, can I be downgraded to honorable mention and get the hand-drawn picture? So I feel like I do remember that, that part about nice. like you being hated on for that. I, I definitely was not watching. Uh, you know, that was pre... Johnny hadn't started channel yet, right? That would have been like. Oh yeah, he had because was it 2006 that he? Yeah, he started? had the, he he had the channel because the I won the code and there was the video with me crying in the answering machine. So that it was that year, right? That would have been yeah. the first year he started. Okay, so yeah, I wasn't so, watching yet. I started in like 2010 watching. But yeah. <laughs> so I mean that's yeah, man. And they, so they, I they probably knew so you on there, which is cool because I was awesome. I was all over the the forums on there, Capcom Unity. I think years. at the time I was known as Rockman Otaku. Mine was, I think something stupid like Gamer Freak Two Three Two, and I ran with that as a as a kid. So, Respect. yeah, that's that's pretty pretty cool, man. That's <laughs> yeah, I that's, love to hear that. That's yeah, that's is. incredible. Well, you've like, inspired me to play this sooner than later. It's so good, man. And honestly, it. the the um, the legacy collections they've released Solid. are an excellent way to play the classic series games okay so i mean if you want to play through all of them i mean you just just grab the xbox one release uh, or ps4 release of the uh anniversary collection and you can even get it digitally yeah i can't remember i i want to say it was angry video game nerd it might have been scott the was but i think it was avg and he was going through like all the major releases and he was and he was talking about you know this one and that one this one was good, and, this, and why this one was good, and why this one wasn't as good, stuff like that. And I'm sitting there going, okay, okay. And I'm like, well, all these are you know, on the collections. And I was like, well, I could just get the collections and check them out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, because that, I, I, I know I'd had them in my hand before, but I bought them. But it's, it's cool that Capcom was able to recover and say, yeah, we're going to make something good without you. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah and, 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 and that would be my fear with, with Konami. And without uh, without Hodio Kojima and Metal mm, Gear, and not because, me, not me. Well, I mean, as long as they don't do what they did with with um, that the Metal Gear Survive, oh, oh that was oof, terrible. Yeah, yeah, that was a shit show. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, but I mean, if 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 Capcom can do it, then Konami can do it, and Konami's been kind of they've been coming out of their coffin lately, and and they've. Got some stuff they, coming they make out. Jinko machines now. That's all they care about. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say. No, I mean, the difference being that literally, Metal Gear saw Metal Gear was made by Kojima entirely, yeah. and it was on the MSX. I mean, this is pre NES. That series is his baby, and part of the breakdown was the fact that I mean, like with the last one that they did, five. Phantom Pain, 
And they had Donald Sutherland as Snake? Yeah. Snake? Uh, yeah. Uh, and Kojima was pissed off about that, too, because he wanted yeah. Hater. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, why they didn't have Hater and they got Kiefer, I'll never understand. And and on top of that, I still never played... I, I played... I didn't play Phantom Pain, but I played the prequel, like which I can't remember the name of. Uh, something game. Grounds or something, right? Yeah, uh, oh, Ground Zeroes. Yeah, Ground Zeroes, thank you. Ground I, Zeroes, I played yeah, that yeah. one. And, you know, and uh, for, <laughs> for, for a short game, a little prequel, it was... It was good, but I like P- it. But I, I'm not the biggest fan of gigantic open world, do what the hell you want to do in a non-linear fashion kind of games. Really? Yeah, and my favorite, um, probably my Metal, favorite style game. Now. Well, but but you don't take something like Metal Gear that ha- that has never had that kind of thing and then try to transition it because Zelda. I'll be honest, I, I got fucking lost. Zelda. I, 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 you know, you know. Rob, it's like this. I joke with these guys every week because the very first time I've ever I ever played Borderlands, I went the wrong way, and all I kept getting was skag, skag, skag. It doesn't go how the mini-map works. I am really surprised that when I was playing Metal Gear 5 that I wasn't inside a little hut and I found a fucking skag. Don't play Far Cry. That's all I'm saying. Don't don't play the new Far Cry. Ridiculous. Uh, uh, the sixth one? Number yeah. six? Yeah. Yeah, I got it sitting over here. I haven't, I haven't touched it. I'm the kind of guy that if I get a sandbox game... Like okay, um, I've just started streaming Dead Space and I've never played it before. Yeah, and oh, I just you know, I love the fact that when you click that right stick, it tells you where to go. And part of why is because every time I click that stick, I go the opposite direction and look for all the well, hidden shit. That's different. Every... That's a dark, horror-based game. You know what okay. I mean? Okay, so having that makes. Sense. <laughs> you know what's really crazy? It doesn't scare me. No. I well, was the, first one, no. the the the, no. the first one didn't scare me. Two but is, is pretty. Two, Two, yeah, they scary. actually had the demo for two, and I, I say this in my video this in, on the twenty first. And uh, when when I played the demo for two, it scared the hell out of me, like like jump scare so bad. I was like, "That's it, let's go to the store." And I went out I, and I bought one and two, and I played all the way. Th- and the first one didn't scare me, but the, but I, I and I'm I'm just now playing two finally. And God, I mean these these are great games. I so have, yeah, I don't know why it takes a lot to scare me. Like psychological horror will bug me up. Um, Silent Hill Two terrifying. Oh, one yeah, of the biggest for sure. Terrifying. For sure. When you go and talk to Eddie after he's kind of started to go a little off, and he's waving around that gun, and he's talking about how he shot that dog in his neighborhood, and he like he's just gone full psycho. That scared the shit out of me. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. Pyramid Head. Less so. I was a kid. I was a kid when I played it. So. Messed up people in it. Those scare me. Uh, paranormal stuff definitely puts chills into me. I yes. guess that paranormal ghost, stuff. Things you can't touch, but it can fuck with yeah. you. Yes, that will scare me. But like, I've been raffle stomping my way through <laughs> Dead Space. Like the first creature that came up, I was I just literally ran straight at it and started smashing the stomp button and laughing like a maniac <laughs> as limbs and blood started flying everywhere. And the streaming audience was like, "Bob, are you okay? <laughs> You're normally a very wholesome guy. I'm but having a like, mental oh, breakdown." You haven't seen this side of me yet, but you're going to get to know it real well. I'm like slicing off limbs and making fun of it, singing songs, stomping on things, kicking the corpses off the side of the walkways. I'm like, you're not coming back. Like, it doesn't scare me. I don't know why. Gotta vent that psycho out every once in a while so you don't like murder somebody. There are two games that I played this week, and and I'm, I'm like halfway done with fear. So hopefully I'll be done with that by the end of next week. But there are two games that I played this week I'd never played before. 
Fear runs fantastically on the Series X. It's 60 frames per second. And every time that 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 girl comes out, it, I mean, sometimes you just see her for a couple seconds. I was like, my my look, goosebumps now. Miss nice. On it. Yes. Nice. And then I started playing again. the Evil Within. Now, here's what got me with Evil Within. Okay. My wife and I, you know, we had the, the Doctor Who wedding. It, it didn't look like a Star Trek convention or anything like that. It was very tastefully done. You know, but once you get in, you know, there's the TARDIS. But our our song, our, our kind of theme song, you know, for some reason, when, when I heard the version of Claire de Lune that was in um, Ocean's Eleven, I don't know, it just made me think about my wife all the time. And so I'm sitting there playing the evil within and I'm walking through this one house and all of a sudden I start hearing Claire de Lune and it has this, this haunting kind of echo to it. And I'm like, Lynn, come here. And she's like, what? And she comes in the room and I go, listen. And I'm like, there it is. There's, there's the goosebumps. And she goes, Oh my gosh, it's Claire de Lune. I go, look at my arms. And she goes, you're creeped out right now. I go, you're goddamn right. I'm creeped out. So yeah, good, good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. Definitely. Give me paranormal anytime. I was I tried to play Evil Within. And I that was one way back when I started streaming the very first time. I put that one on. And it was another one where I'm just stomping on them. And if you stomp on bad guys enough, sometimes their head will pop. And then yeah, you can scoop up better. the stuff to upgrade your abilities. All of a sudden that game went from scary for me to give me my brain juice, give me my brain juice. Every guy I killed, I'd I'd be like, Where's <laughs> my brain juice? God, give me my brain juice. And that was I just, <laughs> I just wish you could do that with the guy with the chainsaw at the beginning. But uh, okay. I, I learned really I, quickly that you can't sneak up on him and kill him. So I continue <laughs> to get stuck where you get to where there's a barn and there's a chainsaw guy in it, and I can't kill him. It's right near the beginning. It's right near the beginning, the first little bit, and I've never gotten farther than that in that game because I keep getting so frustrated. I'm just like, you know what? Now the reward for killing him is not equal to the amount of frustration that I'm going through dealing with this. Oh, yeah. So, I'ma just, I'ma just, I'ma just put that. So, Rob, let me ask you. You going, playing this, are you going to play the remake that's coming out? Of which? Gonna, Dead Space? No. Yeah. You want to try that out? Um, no. Probably not. I mean, probably I looked not. at the trailer, graphically looks gorgeous, but I mean, if yep. I'm playing it now, I'm playing it now. However, yeah. Yeah. with that in mind, there are two upcoming games that I absolutely need. One will be out in about seven days, and it's called okay. Scorn. Yep. And yeah, that, that game looks solid. As a guy who watched that I mean, for a while, Alien was one of my first favorite movies. I used to, it, it, I used, the first time I watched it was with my dad, who loves it, Alien and Aliens, and it Same. became a very regular thing. We would do movie nights, my dad and I. He was my drinking buddy in high school, my dad. Yeah. You know, and Perfect. so it, my brother and sister were already in uni. My mom would be working late on a Friday. Dad would come home, two large pizzas, two six-packs, and Alien and Aliens, or Terminator and Terminator 2, or, you know, yeah. some collection of mindless violence movies. But Alien and Aliens, huge. <laughs> and I found H.R. Giger through that, and right I there. got obsessed with his artwork. I played, um, oh, what's that game called? Shit. It's a game he did, it was a point-and-click adventure game on PC, that he did a lot of the artwork for. Um, What's his name? H.R. Giger. I can't remember the name of the game, though. It's Dark Seed. Dark Seed, S-E-E-D. There were two of them, okay? Loved those. As soon as I saw the first thing for Scorn, and I saw that landscape that was basically Giger's imagination brought to life, I remember the cover for that. 
Yeah, I just looked no. it up. I do, I do as well. I do as so well. Yeah. I see scorn for the first time, and my eyeballs fall out of my head, and I'm like, I, I like so good. I am going to disappear from existence until that game so is finished. Good. Because I will be in my basement with all of the windows boarded shut in complete darkness in surround sound experiencing that. For sure. Uh, and the other one is Callisto Protocol, which is what the yes, Dead Space probably do. Callisto yep. Protocol looks just so delicious. That's the real you, Dead Space. Are you sequel, playing Dead right? Space? Are you playing Dead Space on the Xbox uh, Series yep. X right now? I am. Xbox okay. One Series X. Yeah, because uh, I, I was playing it on, because I only have them for the PlayStation, playing on my three and i was like you know i'm like damn it i wish i wish i had these for the uh the xbox so i'm just gonna buy them anyway because well, I, I know it'll it, yeah oh, they, yes, are, on that's game right. they yeah. are on game yeah. pass they're all yeah. on game yeah. pass and then it HDR. automatically converts hd and gives you the smoothing yeah. and it's that's right beautiful they look great they look great that, I, like, oh, yeah. that one i am HDR. not it looks awesome i am not that far into two that i i oh, plan out that I, that I couldn't that i couldn't back out i mean so yeah, I'll, I'll have to do that. I recommend I it. It looks yeah, so good. Sure. I, I played I, through one in in February. Well, well not to it's you not know, I, I hate, I hate you know. It's not like I have like a thousand people, a hundred thousand people watching my channel right now. I mean, it's growing, but you know that that is one of the games that's in my upcoming video for Halloween, and um, you know, some people are like, I, I talked to a lady today, and she goes, oh, and what. Oh, hey, we lost your audio there. We lost you, boss. Are we good now? Yeah, yeah. I hear you now. Uh, and and she, is this game on your list? And I said no. And and she's like, why not? And I'm like, it's not a definitive list. I mean, it's my list for this year and and this year only. I mean, so if if I haven't played it, if I ne- if I've never played it, like the quarry, I haven't played the quarry yet. The quarry's not on the list. I've heard it's a great game, but I'm not going to put it on my horror list because I haven't played it. So. But um, uh, de- you know, dead and but dead. This the second or the the Dead Space remake. Yeah, it looks beautiful. But at the same time, I'm not going to pay seventy dollars for something that should cost fifty, and right. I'm not going to pay seventy dollars for something that I can play on my PS3 or on for uh, that matter my my Series X. I might I mean, disagree it, with that one. Uh, here's the reason being: it's, well, it is a remake. remake. It's it's not a remaster. And, they, no, and it they're is building it from the, the ground up, so it, it's it's a new game. But and still, it's going no to have game. It's it's going to have a different storyline. No. like uh, no game should cost seventy dollars. Sorry, actually, Scott, if I can, if I can, I mean, sure. the Resident Evil Two remake. Don't now. Don't get me wrong. Resident Evil Two on the PS One will forever be intrinsically a part of my human soul. Me too. John and I played that. Yes, I bought it the day it came out. Went to his house. Played it in his house for one hour. And he immediately insisted I turn it off. We got in his car, drove to Willow Video Games. He bought it, dropped me off at home, went home, and we both played it till like four in the morning. And that was the infamous night that I phoned him at 2 a.m. Yep. I knew he was still playing. The video. I love the video. <laughs> <laughs> the phone. Love the video. Just... Did you put in the second disc yet? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, it was, I, we, I, I, we were phoning every night. How far are you now? Oh, I'm at this part. Oh, I'm not quite there yet. Oh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's amazing. What did you think about that? Like, we were constantly. But RE2 Remake was enough different. Yes, it exactly. Was a great new experience. Exactly. But enough the same that the nostalgia held true. And if the Dead Space one does that, then they may get some of my money. 
So that's my point of reference, right? Is is kind of Resident Evil Two because I'm the same excellent. way playing yeah, Two as a kid. Excellent, excellent game, but Two was was it was a totally different experience for me. It, yeah, was, but- it was like an entirely different game, right? It's it, the same concept of the game, but you play it completely different. I mean, yeah, it, it's nothing. Uh, and, and, you don't have tank controls, you know. <laughs> you're not you're not playing in that way with this game. Oh, Resident yeah. Evil Three, not so much. I, uh, like I, I haven't touched I haven't touched three remake yet. It's sitting here, but uh, it's just too short. It doesn't. But I, you know, okay. I, I guess my question is this: when when is it too far to say? You know, when do we finally start saying enough is enough? I mean, I, I understand that costs go up and things like that. You know, but they're not raising it by two dollars. They're not raising it by a dollar fifty or a dollar ninety nine. They're raising it by ten whole dollars. So what? And you know, every ten years they're going to raise again. You know, raise. Oh, you're talking just uh, the price. I'm talking. I'm talking just the price. You know, and I I'm no cheapskate. I'm definitely no cheapskate because if you know if if they came out with a Halo that was good, I hear what I'm saying. If they came with a Halo that was good, and if it was seventy dollars, I'd be like, here's my damn money. But but at the same time, you know, when a when a system costs five hundred dollars. Yeah. And 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 if you're going to buy seven point one four games, that's five hundred dollars yeah. equals the cost. Yeah, I I tell you what, I I don't buy most games. I don't buy new just for no. That I don't either reason because I can't afford it. I mean, if I'm a collector in the sense that we all are, there's no way I just can't. No. I can't buy yeah. every game at once. And he's saying that they're not trying to charge more than seventy eighty dollars. I was in GameStop and saw a ver- one of the versions of the. Uh, uh, What's the name of that game now? It's the sixth version of the game. Is it the... Uh, Skyrim. For it. Not Skyrim, <laughs> you'd think. Oh. <laughs> is it the... Uh, we were just talking Grand about Theft it, Auto too. 5? No, it, it, had, it was like the sixth game that just came out. I don't know what you're talking about. Not Resident Evil. No, it's the... Uh, it's, it's not Dead Island. It's one of those island games, I thought. Oh, this is killing Far Cry? Me. Yeah, it was Far Cry. I don't oh, know. Yeah, Far Cry. Okay. I had a huge brain fart there. Like, I couldn't think of what we just talked the about. The Ultimate Steelbook about that? Yeah, just it's, had it on sale last it, it, night for twenty dollars on the GameStop website. I was in new. GameStop yesterday. 120. And it's 120. Yes. I'm like, that's just they extra digital. That's extra digital content. That's and they're just gonna charge like, like like twice the price of the game. Like, well, that, they're, they're already game. charging what more I just than said. sixty dollars. What I just said, you gotta follow these people. Look for these deals. Twenty dollars last night. Yeah, but most I people are probably see like. Well, well did you see the Dead Space Limited run? Did you see the Dead Space Limited run that's coming out? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it comes with a wearable helmet and all that. Yeah. I mean, all this extra shit. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw the price is $350. Yeah, if you are that much of a fan, great. Fantastic. I would rather spend $350 for something that crazy if I'm that much of a fan to have that stuff as opposed yeah. to $70 for a regular release like i said i'm not a cheapskate and people will go well it's only ten dollars dude it's only ten dollars dude i'm like yeah but it was ten dollars ten years ago yeah i think so a lot you, of that i think a lot of the price jumps now have to do with like the the the, the spike in inflation it's going to drive up the cost just naturally uh, uh whether you feel like whether you long. whether uh, you feel like it's an excuse or not they're going it, it's going to be a pretense that now we're going to have make 70 this new baseline price well sure but especially then, it, towards w- w- the digital only as we kind of go more that then 
you don't you can't it's harder to buy like used games or it's going to yeah win. but the P, the PC version six uh, is still sixty dollars so explain that play PC <laughs> they probably <laughs> made they probably may. sell more as someone who remembers the eighties <laughs> well, games used to be like a hundred dollars I was there too yeah <laughs> games and he games game hundred dollars I think that and, and Rob I'm older yeah. than you I I I, I, I remember I getting Contra. No, I remember I, getting Super Contra. It, it, it was like eighty bucks. Yeah, yeah. I think and a lot of that. 80, that's eighty dollars, nineteen eighties. Yeah. right. I think like, a lot of that back then had to do with like the the, the cartridge hardware because I know when they went to the CDs, it was super cheap and they get a lot more memory compared to like I, like the old cartridges, which is expensive. Over all the generations, every yeah. generation, I have always seen they want eighty dollars for games now. When I was a kid, they were still eighty dollars. Shut it. Yeah, right. Yeah. But now yeah. prices for games are eighty dollars. But they were eighty dollars last generation. And the, and the thing, there is so much more money put into these games now than there was then too. It's yeah, but it it's, caused, it's why I laugh because people like put it it's, in. It's so it's such a weird topic because but it's also like the you cost can get a seventy dollar game. Yeah, you could get a $70 game, but there's still $500 worth of DLC or all this other stuff. It, on an it. incomplete oh. game. It's an incomplete game. And then you, you know, look at the... Uh, if, yeah, yeah. if it was $70 and they're like, okay, there is no DLC for this. We're giving you every damn thing that we made, including the phone number of our mother's teacher from first grade. For $70, I'll give you the goddamn money. But guess what, EA? You're not getting my money! Yeah, well, that's because EA's favorite thing is to sell you a box, and then you can pay extra for the disc. Yes. You yeah. can pay extra yeah. for the uh, you know manual. Then you could pay extra for the microtransactions. Then you can yep. pay, like, guys. And, uh, and if the, the evil margin. empire, if the evil empire EA wants to send me a free copy and wants me to review it, as little of a channel as I am, I'd be happy to do it. Otherwise, no. This guy's saying no. I have yeah, the original setting on there. Ever. Yeah. I order a cheeseburger and you give me a pickle and tell me I have to they, pay more for the rest? They, what? they got like the rated Bob, the I love you. company ever for like eight years in a row or something. But they make money. Like well, because EA Literally. makes money off microtransactions because they're beholden to stock. This, the stockholders to continue to make grow the profit margin. That's It's just a spiraling circle and they hold all the sports genres that are being bought every single year and they microtransaction the fuck out of those if people but if people finally started saying no and they started no not not no 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 once again once again agent k a person is smart people are stupid so if you're one of those stupid people out there who keep going my sports game came out with a new roster good for you Pay your $90 and, you know, play it for 14 minutes. And then when you try to take it back to GameStop or try to sell it to your buddy down the street 30 minutes later, uh, we'll, we'll give you, a, we'll give you a, a basket of fries. You know, yeah. That's all it's worth. Um, yeah. I think I figured out where EA got their business model from. Where's it just that? Occurred to me. One of them went, hey, remember that arcade game Gauntlet? Where your <sighs> life constantly trickled down and trickled down. And unless you pump more quarters in, you wouldn't live. We should do that with every game. Put Let's in the corner for more health. Hey, it works for any game I've ever played. To die. <laughs> Red Warrior shot the food. <laughs> you know, like, just keep pumping them quarters in. Keep New Valkyrie needs quarters. food badly. Put in more quarters now, bitch. Elf, <laughs> pretty much. 
Oh, it took me that's funny. Twenty dollars to get through House of the Dead two. I know it's oh, random. I was just the price of, you know, of of an indie game essentially. Why right, can't we just exactly do a dick? Like, it would have cost us less money if we would have done a Danny Ocean buddies and just you know got the machine out of the arcade and kept it in our house. You know we have a few distractions okay. that kind of a thing and we just hork the damn machine. Well, what and, happened to uh, our machine? Like what was it? Like probably ninety nine or something. I played that for the first time. Although really I, and I will, owned an arcade machine. If you didn't know, I will say though, I did put one over on who was who was bad dudes by. Was that Capcom? No, yeah. no, that was uh, Data East. Yeah, Data, Data East. East. Yes, Data East. on the collection. Yeah. So there was a Turnpike Plaza I used to go to near where I grew up as a kid, and uh, my buddies and I would go over there, and uh, there was a bad dudes machine that and that if you put in one quarter. You and a buddy can both play. Well, it's actually a quarter for each person, but you and a buddy could play the whole damn game on one quarter. Just keep it. Somehow they had it set up. So, and I was just like, sweet, we play through the whole game and that's it. So, you know, I did get my money's worth finally one time. One yeah, you time. can set the settings for yeah. the arcade units to do free play. Like hey, I, hey, Bob and Jim just went in there and said, yeah, let's drop this bitch off. Uh, we, we lost you your audio there. Cutting out. You, you're cutting out, man. We lost that whole little bit you just did. Yeah. I, I wonder what's and, going on in there. Blowing out the mic. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. The old, uh, those old arcade games where they used to just, they, they did, you know, quarter munching and all that shit. That was classic. I had a friend who was so determined to find a way to cheat those. They, yeah. Honestly, Strength. she put half as much. Yeah, she got a straw, a McDonald's straw, and flattened it, and found that if she bent it in two places just right and put it in the coin bag, she could ping that little lever that the coin bounces off of. And just ding 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 ding. The string and works. Kong that string that works. Oh, that's yeah, she, that's awesome. Oh, I had a quarter on a piece of dental floss with the hole drilled in it. Yeah, Absolutely. that'll work. It works. Yeah, I've done it before. It's, and it's and then wild. the reason I have my arcade machine here is because when I was sixteen. I was riding home from renting Super Metroid for the first time. Yeah. And uh, rode past this house, and there's the garage doors open, and it was all arcade machines inside. And there's a guy sitting there on a bench right near the open garage door, soldering iron in his teeth, looking at a wiring diagram, and wiring up one of these machines. And I kind of stopped, and I walked over, and I said, Hi, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude, just, you know, for these years? He said, yeah, it's, it's my business. I, I put these in stores, and I collect the money out of them. It's like, a rent hot. Um, All right. Would you be willing to take some volunteer help if I could learn about how to maintain and service these, how they work? And he's like, yeah, 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 here's my card. I phoned up a couple days later. He asked me, uh, he said, yeah, come on by. Uh, And what is a 16 year old kid walking into some guy's house that he just met because he's got arcade games in his garage. These days, people would be like red flags. But (laughs) <laughs> He's like, I actually need some help with something right away, if you could. In his basement, he had a Ms. Pac-Man, and all the tea molding was shredded. So he, I helped peel out the powder blue tea molding and put in the new one and get it running. And then he had, in his garage, a Street Fighter II that was so shit-canned, he was going to strip it for parts. And I was like, but, but it's, it's Street Fighter. Um, uh, it's Street Fighter. I, I can't, in good conscience. I'll tell you what, if I restore it, the worst you're going to lose is you lose the time, but I learn everything I need to learn about building and maintaining these. You potentially get your machine back. Otherwise, all you've lost is the time it took for me to learn some stuff. And he's like, okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's and cool. so, yeah. like, that, the metal 
control panel, the joystick, and the buttons were in. Like, people are taking crowbars to it. This came out of one of the worst hotels in the worst parts of town. There were holes kicked in the side. Like, it was, it was trash. I bondo auto body fillered the side, the holes, and sanded them. I repainted the outside. I took a sledgehammer and panel beat that metal panel back flat against the concrete floor of his garage. Put new uh, plexiglass down, drilled the buttonholes, drilled the joystick holes, reran all the wires, redid it from the ground up. And then right. when I was done, I was like, okay, let's plug it in. Let's test it. It works. This is great. He said, cool. All right. Uh, load it up into the van. I'm like, cool. What store are we putting it at? He's like, you'll see. We put it in the van. He drove to my house and said, okay. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it's yours now. Oh, that's so cool. You yeah, get to keep cool. it. Yeah. So I have a Street Fighter II Champion Edition, but I also have the Mega Man, the Power Battle board in there now. So it's technically Mega Man, the Power Battle. I mean, at 16 so. in 1992... I had a Street Fighter Pretty 2 awesome. Champion Edition in my bedroom. That's crazy. Who the fuck has that? <laughs> like, you, did like, you, did, cool did you do a video on that story? Because I remember hearing the story. I think it's I, been mentioned on one of John's videos, yeah. Okay, all right. So it was, I, I heard that story. The machine yeah. that John has came from the same guy. Oh, and John awesome. got it for and at that. the time when we had no money. John bought a Street Fighter 2 arcade game for 50 bucks. That's crazy. He was just yeah. trying to fire sale a bunch of them. And I, it's just like, if I, if wow. I had the money I have now... My whole basement would be an arcade. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he had you know Geo Four Slaughters. He had and he would he would have sold one of those Whoa. for fifty bucks. He had uh like Black Tiger. He had Kadash. He had Narc. He had Bad Dudes. He had. Uh, like, I love the Neo arcade. Geo MVS though. Now, oh, yeah, a Four Slot MVS. Oh with my four games god, in it. he would have been like, yep, there you go. fifty uh, bucks. Just it's one of those games is I, I can't even astronomically price. I'll never own one. I, I, yeah, I do. We played through Narc in his garage to take a break from uh-huh. fixing machines. He was like, he just opened the thing. We just pound on the coin mech until it was full credits. Started up. We played all the way through the tubes. I would have done anything funny. to have a Star Trek sit-down machine or Cabal or Operation Thunderbolt. Oh, you know, man. Uh, oh, you know, Star Wars. That would have been just so cool back in the day. Oh, yeah, definitely. man. He had some wicked, wicked Yeah. Stuff. I probably wouldn't have kissed a girl for another 10 years then. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but yeah, it would be pretty cool. Uh, that's all right, though. <laughs> Spe- speaking of girls, real quick, I do want to give you guys a little funny side note. When I told the Claire Del- story and shouted for my wife here, she actually sent me a message and said, um, hey, um, I uh, don't scream, Lynn, I need your help. I thought you needed me. So she was actually coming to the door. That's funny. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess I was a little loud. So, she probably probably thought I was being like attacked by the squirrels up in my ceiling. <laughs> that would be a story for sure. Yeah, watch for out for them squirrels; sure. they're nuts. Oh, I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> like some dad jokes going on. Oh, my dad! I got to work on. <laughs> yeah, how's y'all's dad jokes going? Oh, dude. They, they, I, I ruin my children regularly. It's a wonderful it thing. Reminds me of my dad, or he just likes to embarrass us in public. I just be, it'll be us, <laughs> my, my parents, and they'll just say some sexual shit. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what does what a snake pirate about say? All that? You're my dad. You're not supposed to say that shit. <laughs> what does a snake pirate say? Slither me timbers. Oh, I, I gotta write stupid. I gotta, jokes I gotta write that now. It's like I have no pad. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> what uh, what sound does a monkey with brass balls make swinging through the trees? Orangutan. <laughs> it's good. Wow. <laughs> Love it. 
Uh, my my soul, dad also my, was, my dad hurt. was a forensic scientist his entire career, so I have some nasty gallows humor Oof. too. Like he used to tell dead baby jokes in the most horrifying oh, ways. Oh god! You know what's blue and knocks on a window? Baby in a fish tank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's worse than finding a hundred dead babies in a garbage can? Finding one dead baby in a hundred garbage cans. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, that, what's yeah. the difference between unloading yeah, a truckload of babies? It's my type of human. Truckload of babies. Truckload of babies because you can't use a pitchfork with de- with bowling balls. Woo! Uh, he's heard that one before. There you uh, go. <laughs> it's one of my yeah. favorite. Uh, what do you call four dead babies under a coffee table? And no comments, please. Uh, my my uh, wife did have a miscarriage, so we understand. Anyway, so four dead babies under a piece of glass. What do you call it? What? A coffee table. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, uh, so two of my favorites were the, uh, so what's, what's, what's blue and sits in a corner? Baby in a Ziploc. <laughs> what's red and green and sits in a corner? The same baby a year later. Oh, um, uh, canceled. Yeah. Oh, terrible, 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 terrible. But I mean, these are, you know, my, my, my dad had really bad gallows humor. What one. Okay. And this is, this is an actual case that she heard about. Uh, and it, it had to be very quiet. Uh, there was a, a fairly high profile airline pilot, uh, but he apparently had a very particularly strange kink. And it's that he used to take his Volkswagen and drive out to this clearing in the woods. It was a circular clearing. Tie the steering wheel off to one side. And he had this harness that he put on. And put a chain to the back bumper. And it would drag him around in a circle. That's kind of how he got his yayas. Except that apparently at one point. The chain had sort of piled up a bit. And got wrapped around the axle. And started dragging him to the back of the car. Uh, and he was not able to get enough slack. To get in and stop the vehicle. Oops. And so they found him. Once the vehicle w- the vehicle was stopped, he had been crushed up to the back of it, naked in this harness. Whoa! And the title or the name that they put for this case on the file was the Love Bug. Damn! Brutal. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I mean, you, you know, how, that's the thing is, how do you get before God? You know, you you have you have you know people who died of a heart attack, people die of suicide, people who die of this, people who die of that, you know, diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. asphyxiation. You, you, you know, you know, I, you know, I, you know, the singer of NXS, he, ha- he had to get up before God and go, yeah, I screwed up. But how do you, I mean, even God sitting there go, doing the, the, the John Luke Picard face palm going, you did what? You know, I think that's, at that point, unique. at that point, you have to admit that God has a nasty sense of humor and he was laughing the entire time. Oh yeah, yeah. He he invented the platypus. Definitely has a. Oh well, no. You know Robin Williams' thing on that, don't you? Yes, I do. That's why I said that. <laughs> they say yep. that the devil is God when he gets drunk. If he gets drunk, does he also get high? Look at a platypus. I think so. Hey, I got a I got a beaver, and we stick this duck bill on it. All right. It's a mammal and it lays eggs. Hey, Darwin. There you go. Yo. Robin Robin Williams live at the Met. Yes, I watched that when I was. Nine years old. HBO. My parents rented the videotape. We watched it. I laughed so hard. Robin Williams was the man that made me realize that it was okay for me to be who I am. Exactly. Because I watched yeah. that special, and I was like, wait, he's super hyper like me. He does silly voices all the time like me. He just goes off on tangents, and his mind seems to be just firing all the time like me. Oh, my God, I love him. 
I love Rob. That. Robin Williams was when I discovered Robin Williams and Stephen Wright. Talk about oh. bookends. When I discovered <laughs> both of them, uh, both of them on HBO, um, I, I had already been doing crazy shit in school for a while and getting in trouble. You know, hey, we, Mrs. Bullyard, you know, we have to tell you, you know, your your um your son here, he is uh, you know disruptive and. You know, I was Mystery Science Theater 3000 in class before Mystery Science Theater 3000 was a thing. And so, but when Robin Williams came along and I saw that, you know, thank you, Malda, thank you. I mean, I was just like, <laughs> and I, I couldn't show that stuff to my mom and dad. They wouldn't have got it. Right. You know, because my mom and dad were practically old enough to be my grandparents. Oh, dear. So, yeah, yeah. Well, my mom was 38 when she had me. So it was just like, you know, she was older. And so I, I, I could have shown that stuff to them because, you know, they wouldn't get it. So, yeah. I, I, and, and guess what? You can't find that on you can buy the videotape. They never, ever did put that on, on Blu-ray or DVD or anything. That's a damn nope. shame because that oh, no. was his. Yeah. I mean, he's had a lot of great performances since, but that was his best one. The, the two that really bookend well for him are Live at the Met followed by uh, Live on Broadway. I have that one on, on DVD. Because he revisits the old, you know, I'm going to take your friend out for a drink thing. But talking about it from the older man's point of view of like, you know, when you're getting older and he's not as active. And, you know, he's not up before you every morning anymore. Going, hey, morning. How do you want to do that? <laughs> Let's yeah. do some jackass. He's like, you know, I, like the way that he kind of recalled so much stuff from Live at the Met into that one. Beautiful. Yeah, I, uh, I was at a resale shop and saw that one on a shelf. And I because I had seen it on, I think, HBO. And I, I was just like, mine. And my, my, and my wife's like, what? I'm like, look what I found. Something yeah. you've been looking for. I'm like, oh, you are just going to love this. You're going to love oh, this. We st I still haven't shown it to her. It's, <laughs> yeah. okay. it's, it remains to this day. Um, and interestingly, one of the few celebrity encounters I've had, and the one that means the most to me was the day that I met Robin Williams. And it was, uh, honestly, he filmed Jumanji in Vancouver. I skipped so much school because I'd hear they were filming at a certain location. I would skip the next day of school and go there, but they'd already packed up and moved on. I tried so hard to meet him and I never did. And I never, and so many people I knew were like, oh yeah, I ran into wow. him at a Starbucks. So I uh. ran into him down at this bookstore. I ran into him at golden age. I'm like, mother. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, when they were filming night at the museum, I was wow. downtown going to what at the time was a place called fog and suds. Bar down Robson. Anyway, I was on my way to this restaurant to meet my wife and some of our friends, have some drinks, hang out. And as I'm going across this crosswalk, there's a guy walking the other way, kind of, you know, shaggy hair, uh, mustache, very hairy arms, bright colored button-up shirt, cargo shorts, messenger bag. Walk the other way, I'm like, hi. Oh, hello. And I was like... <laughs> oh. Get a fan and I turned boy. around and slowly walked back along the crosswalk and I went, excuse me. And I'm trying to be really quiet. I was like, excuse me. I'm sorry. But could, just, could I just have a moment? He stopped. He turned around. He smiled. The biggest smile. I was like, yeah. And I said, I'm sorry. There's something I've wanted to share with you my entire life that I've wanted to say. It, 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 do you mind if I say it? And he's like, go ahead. <laughs> and I said, I just want to say thank you for everything you've ever done and everything you will ever do because your work is just so amazing to me. You are my biggest inspiration in life. You've, you know, you, you help me feel okay with being who I am, a silly, crazy person, because of seeing. Thank you. And he said, you're welcome. And he held out his hand, and he shook my hand. And then That's he turned awesome. around, and he walked away. And I just, my brain shut off. 
I blue screened. Oh, yeah. I walked to the the pub. I sat down. And my my wife and her friends just oh my god, are you all right? And I was like, uh, the waitress came over. I was like, I need two fingers of Bushmills and a pint of Guinness now. Now you're still here. Go. Uh, she went, brought them back. I shotgunned the whiskey. I pounded back the beer. I looked at them. And I said, I just met Robin Williams, and I started crying. And I cried for like 20 minutes. Just so huge. And everyone since has asked me, why didn't you get a picture or an autograph? I'm like, because I didn't, I don't, I don't you didn't want need those. It. You don't, you I don't, don't need, need it. No. You had that experience. All I want, and like, if I could ever meet Brendan Fraser or Keanu Reeves, all I'd want is to be able to look them in the eyes, shake their hand, thank them for being amazing people. It's See, not even about their acting. For just being incredible. Right, that's he's yeah. one of like three people for me that that would be that way. Unfortunately, all three are dead. But um, yeah, yeah, he's one of the three people I think that I just kind of always, with my father figure kind of being out of my life, just always kind of looked up to him. Everything he did, uh, you know, not just acting, like just the human being that he was. It's definitely a, yeah. a good kind of final story as we kind of wrap up. Anybody else have anything to to finish up with before we kind of end here? I know Rob said mentioned kind of to Brain earlier. He'd kind of. Had to go for dinner, so. It's Thanksgiving in Canada. Oh, that's right, it is. Yes. A month and a half yeah, yeah. the rest yeah. of us. Which none of us thought about, by the way, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hadn't been thinking about it either until I was suddenly yeah. like, wait a minute, that's this Sunday? But it's Thanksgiving yeah. too? My God! Um, <laughs> well, happy Thanksgiving to you yeah. and to everyone in Canada, Definitely. and thank you for putting up with all of our antics, and, and, and thank you for anticking right along. So yeah, we appreciate, appreciate you being on, Rob, man. It yeah, means a lot to me and, and everybody on here. For sure. oh, this has been an absolute blast. I really appreciate you guys letting me come on and you know, be a jackass and yeah. <laughs> be stupid. And have no, fun. no, p- please come on again. We would love it. Yeah, anytime. Absolutely. I'd love to, honestly. Hopefully, um, and hopefully, time. hopefully, I'll play this by then. So, <laughs> sounds good. There'll be man. a quiz. <laughs> no, yeah. No, we definitely appreciate you joining us. Even when we're still we're still small, we're still still growing as like a, a channel and a and a and a podcast. We definitely appreciate you coming on. It's yeah, for sure. You know what? It's not about the size of the channel. It's just about people. Yeah, just, just hanging down. out, and having a good chat, man. Definitely. Yeah, well, let's sure. let's tell everybody wherever. Uh, where, yeah, tell everybody watching where they see you on the internets on the internets. Honestly, if you just Google all in one word, Rob Man World, R O B M A N W O R L D. You'll find me. Twitter, yeah. Facebook, uh, uh, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram. I don't really put we'll much have, on Instagram. We'll have everything linked on here. Yeah, we <laughs> I have some already linked in the description, plus yeah, some of our sure. other yeah. other socials on there as well. So you can definitely check down below in the description of the video. Pretty much, uh, you know, if, if if you get somewhere where there's a lot of jackassery, you'll probably find me. It's, it's my thing. That's what I do. Just having a good time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, but yeah, appreciate everybody coming on. And uh, unless anybody has anything else to say, we'll go ahead and uh, go ahead and close this up. Thanks. We'll see you soon. Appreciate. It. Yeah. Thanks everybody for watching. Well, thanks see everybody for watching. Thanks, Rob. Man, we'll uh, everybody have a good night. Right. Good. I'm going to run to the bathroom. Rob, man, we'll talk with. You.